please do uh, sit down. For those who joined us uh, as we were singing, all being well, you'll have a lilac sheet. Looks a bit like that. Um, and a particular welcome this evening to those of you who have, are joining us just for this evening. If you look, those of you who are very observant will note there are a few extras here this evening. You are very welcome. Um, that's because this session didn't uh, appear in the last time that we did uh, Living Free as a whole session. We did a little bit of it as part of it, uh, and then as, as a result of the last time we did Living Free, um, a number of people asked for a bit more teaching on hearing God's voice. And so the, the whole of this session uh, was done again uh, a little bit after Living Free in the summer, but some people weren't able to join us. So some of the people that did Living Free back in February are here this evening joining us as well, which is uh, why uh, we are here in greater number uh, than before. Um, I appreciate that for every single one of us here this evening, um, our understanding of how we hear God's voice and how much of God's voice that we hear will be different. Um, some of us may well be sat thinking, I don't think I've ever heard God speak uh, to, us to me before. Some of you uh, will be sat here having had a good conversation with him in the car on the way over. Um, and the difference between those two when teaching this session makes it quite interesting uh, for me. My intention for this evening uh, is that this session is aimed at those in the first group. Um, and so those who have not heard God speak for them themselves uh, will not feel uncomfortable, hopefully, uh, this evening. Um, those who've only just begun to hear will not feel uncomfortable, hopefully, um, this evening. For those who have been hearing God speak to them for a while, hopefully it will give some theology behind why we do that and some understanding about how we can do that um, better. You will note on your term card that on the 12th of December... It's a Wednesday, it's the week after, no, 14th, 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 I think. Um, we have Hearing God's Voice, stage two. Um, that is aimed at those people who have been hearing God speak to them for a while um, and uh, particularly focuses on how we can be more um, specific in how, what we hear uh, and also particularly how we can pray uh, for others. I've said from the very beginning that that, ex that session at the end is an optional extra um, in the same way that all of the sessions are an optional extra in one sense. You're not forced to come, and I'm very glad that you do continue to do so. Um, uh, but yes, so if you get to the end of the session and think, oh gosh, that was a little bit basic for me, then firstly, I apologize, um, and secondly, come along to the second one um, at the end. I'll be joined by Alison Scott for that one, who some of you will know um, is a member of our Prime Ministry team uh, and has done prophetic training uh, in Hong Kong, where they lived for a good number of years, for about the last 30 years or so. Um, so she'll be joining me to do some of that teaching uh, on that last uh, session. Um, how uh, am I up here talking to you about hearing God's voice? Uh, that's a very good question uh, to start with. If you, uh, about 10 years ago, I would have told you that I didn't really think that God spoke to his people uh, today. Uh, I'd certainly never heard God uh, speak to me. Um, and we'll come to an exercise in a minute, but uh, I would have scored very low, low on that exercise. And I now stand before you as a, I'm going to out myself as a master's student in charismatic theology. Um, uh, I'm doing that alongside being your curate um, in my spare time, of which I get many hours, as I'm sure you can imagine. Because we only really work on Sundays uh, as clergy, uh, as I'm sure you've picked up already. 
Uh, and so I've done quite a lot of study already um, in, this, in this particular area. Um, and I have a phrase that I've almost certainly stolen from someone, but I don't know who it was, so I've um, just used it, which is that hearing God's voice should be our expectation and not our exception. And that is my firm belief for the church in this country. But I believe that actually as a whole, the church has it as the exception and not the expectation. Uh, Pre-Pentecost, before the events in Acts uh, we see in Pentecost, the presence of God uh, was for particular people at particular times for particular purpose. But post-Pentecost, the presence of God is for all of us for all of the time. Um, I could have, um, in one sense, how do I get to that point from Scripture? I could have just put the whole of the New Testament down for you to read. Uh, because I believe, actually, if you read the whole Testament, that is the ultimate theme of the New Testament. That ultimately, God and our relationship with him is the ultimate theme, particularly of the letters of Paul, but all throughout the New Testament. I've pulled a few um, Scriptures here from us. Hopefully, nobody here will disagree with me that Jesus had a great relationship with the Father and regularly heard him speak to him. If you disagree with me on that point, uh, then you really need to reread your Gospels because it regularly says that Jesus went away to quiet places to speak with God. Jesus says at one point, I can do nothing without the Father. The Son of Man can do nothing without the Father. The, the Son of Man, God, Jesus, had a perfect relationship where he regularly and conversely, constantly conversed uh, with God. But Jesus says to his disciples and then in turn to us, whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. It was Jesus' expectation that the way that he ministered, what he did when he was on the earth, would be what we would do um, when we uh, are, become a Christian. Throughout the letters, again, it talks about prophecy. St. Paul, I put it here, uh, most famous verse, eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit, especially um, prophecy. And Jesus says in John's Gospel, my sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. And so the only qualification we need in order to hear God speak to us is to be his sheep, to be his followers, um, and to listen to his voice. Now, the ultimate way that God speaks to us is through this. This is a Bible, in case you don't know what one looks like. Um, I hope you do. God speaks through this most often and uh, most authoritatively. That was a good word, wasn't it? Um, I will come back to that. But we often talk about this as the always word of God. This is always what God has for us. And he will often use parts of this um, as what we call the now word of God. Two separate uh, meanings in the Greek, the always word and the now word. The now word is something for us today. The always word is what's in here. Often God will use what's in here as a now word. I'm sure many of you will have had experiences of reading your Bibles and coming across a passage that particularly speaks into a situation or a place where you are at a particular time. That's God using an always word of God as a now word. But scripture also talks quite clearly about the fact that God speaks in lots of other ways, and we'll come on to those in a moment. But ultimately, hearing God speak, as I say, should be our expectation and not our exception, because it's about conversation. 
Um, conversation is the lifeblood of any relationship. I wear a wedding ring. I can tell you I'm married uh, to Jess. Um, I could show you a marriage certificate. But if I never spoke to her, well, for a few days, she might be glad. Um, but uh, after that, the relationship would severely suffer. The relationship with God suffers if we don't have that conversation with him. And so Jesus says that this is the point. We are to have a relationship, a friendship with him. I put this in from John 15. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father I have made known to you. We are his friends. We are meant to be in relationship with him and to hear his voice. I have a little exercise that I want us to do, um, and I've deliberately done this early in the talk, um, and I'll explain why towards uh, the end. Um, On your sheets, you should have three lines underneath the words scripture, regularity, and specific revelation between 0 and 10. For some reason, it hasn't printed. It's on my version that I sent uh, to the office, but for some reason, it hasn't come through. It's not their fault. It's almost certainly mine. Um, But anyway, if you could draw three lines between the noughts and the tens, first of all. I'm going to assume you've done that, and if not, you're on the way. And then the first, I'm going to, we're going to take these one at a time, so don't try and rush ahead. Um, but I'd like you to score yourself between a zero and a ten uh, on how often you hear God speak to you through Scripture. So how often do you read some Scripture and actually go, oh, that actually really speaks to me today. God is speaking to me through this Scripture. You may be a zero, you may be a one, you may be a, that might be happening 10 times a day, in which case you're more like a 9 or a 10. Uh, wherever you are, be honest with yourself. You don't need to worry about what other people are doing. Um, if you really don't want to write it down, you can do it in your head and do it later if you want. But um, just score yourself out of 10 for that. I'm going to take my jumper off while you do that because I'm quite hot. Okay, I'm going to assume you've done that now. Um, I then want you to write down between 0 and 10 how regularly you hear God speak to you in other ways. Um, So it may be that if you've had a picture from God, I'm going to go through the different ways God speaks to you. Um, If you don't think God has spoken to you in any other ways, you will be a zero or a one for this. If you regularly get pictures or get something else from God, then you'll be a higher score on this. Give you a moment for that. And lastly, I want you to score yourself on how specific um, that uh, what you hear from God is for any given situation. Now, if you were a zero for the last one, you probably will be a zero for this one as well. That's absolutely fine. Don't worry about it. Um, uh, But essentially, uh, often I'll talk about pictures in a minute, but sometimes we can get a picture that's... um, fuzzy for us we don't really know what it's about but we know it's from God Uh, but sometimes we can be we can know that God has said something to us specifically for a specific person uh, that only God and that person could know and so if it's a uh, so just score yourself between 0 and 10 on that okay 
Um, so when I, uh, as I say, about 10 years ago, I would have scored myself probably a one on the scripture uh, and a zero on the regularity on and a zero on the specific uh, nature of the, the often the regularity of what I hear from God. Um, I'm, I've asked you to do that because um, it's a good marker in the sand of where you are today um, and it would be really good for you to revisit those three lines in maybe six months' time and just see where you are now. I'm not going to tell you where I am today because that would probably uh, not help any of us. Um, but I am certainly not a one as I was ten years ago and a zero and a zero. You'll be perhaps pleased to hear as I'm talking to you about hearing God speak. Um, I hope you're here, pleased to hear that. Um, so let's turn over. I've actually changed slightly the order of what I want to talk about on the next page. Um, just to talk briefly um, about the difference between the role of prophets and the gift of the prophetic. Just in case there's anybody here who thinks like I did when I began to think about this stuff, uh, that actually prophecy is for a few individuals and not for me. Um, Paul writes in the Corinthians about the fivefold uh, ministry. I think it's in Corinthians. I'm getting a bit confused in my head. I've got it on here, actually, so I should be able to tell you. It's in Ephesians, that's right, I knew it was Paul, um, about the fivefold ministry, which is apostle, prophet, evangelist, shepherd, uh, teacher. Prophet is a ministry role. There are people in the church that we are around us who, um, who are called by God, anointed by God as prophets. Um, they often see the world differently uh, to uh, me. I am not a prophet. Um, I have prophetic gifting. I am not a prophet. Um, but when we talked the time before last about the two realms, particularly they're able to see what's going on often in the spiritual realms far clearer uh, than others are. Um, but there is a gifting of the prophetic. But the scriptures also talk about um, the fact that the, that the gift of prophecy is for the whole church. In the same way as there are those that are anointed as evangelists, uh, that doesn't let the rest of us off the hook. We're all called uh, to share the good news of Christ. In the same way as there are some who are called to be shepherds and to care for God's people, that doesn't mean the rest of us can just walk on by and ignore people who are in need. We're all called uh, to care. In exactly the same way, some are called to be prophets, and, but the whole church is called um, to grow in the gift of prophecy. Um, if you are sat, or, st or sat, you're all sat, I'm stood, um, and thinking to yourself, I have never, don't think I have ever heard God uh, speak to me before, um, then I've put here at the very top of the page a starting block. The very first thing you need to do is to get to know uh, this. Because without knowing this, you won't be able to discern the voice of God. And so um, if you don't think you hear God speak to you very regularly, find a way of reading this every day. That will certainly help. Find a way of praying every day and have giving time to, for God to speak to you. That will also help. He doesn't often use billboards and um, flashy lights. Sometimes does, but it's rare. Um, and so you need to give him the space uh, to speak to you. Keep a journal. Ten years ago, I would have told you journal writing was pointless and um, uh, for my wife only. Um, I can tell you now that I, I really uh, am ever grateful for the journal that I keep because I can flick back. I was looking at it a couple of days ago and saw something that God said to me six months ago that speaks into something I'm going through at the moment. God will often reveal things to us in advance or give us encouragement in advance. So do write down anything that you sense the Lord saying. Uh, particularly put those lines in your journal and every six months or so, three months or so, 
mark yourself on them again just to see um, how you're doing uh, with that. And make the most of uh, time alone. How we hear God's voice, uh, this is one of uh, Alison's sayings, is not that we turn the voice of God up, it's that we turn everything else down. Um, I really like that. Before I've spoken to you, I've taken my Apple Watch off and taken my phones out of my pocket and put them over there so that I'm not distracted uh, by that. Again, when we go to listen to God, we need to, dis- to remove the distractions of the world, turn the computer off, turn everything off, uh, put it in another room, sit in quiet. Often God will speak to us through the quiet, through the still, small voice. I love this passage uh, from 1 Kings. We'll look at it again um, when we think about authority in a couple of weeks' time. Um, But uh, uh, God says here to Elijah, uh, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore through the mountain apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face, went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. The voice of the Lord was in the gentle whisper, in the gentle uh, breeze. And throughout scripture, we see this. As I say, Jesus went often to a lonely place, to a quiet place, uh, to hear the voice of the Father We're told in the Psalms to be still and know that I am God. Now, I talk about the always word of God. We'll come back to that in a minute. It's over there, the Bible. Um, I also talk about the now word and what we can expect when we hear God speak to us. And this will be as varied as there are people um, here. Uh, I want you to trust me for a moment. Nothing odd's going to happen. I want you to close your eyes. It's all right. Don't worry. It's okay. And I'm going to say the word carrot. Okay? Now you can open your eyes again. Uh, There is nothing prophetic about carrots, just in case there's any concern there. But most of you, when I said the word carrot then, were able to picture a carrot in your mind, in your imagination. Um, Some of you may not have been able to do that. Um, For uh, many years, 30 years of my life, uh, I went through all of school not being able, closing my eyes and not having any pictures at all. Um, I discovered there's a condition that affects one in ten of us where we have literally no imagination. Sounds quite funny, but it's true. We literally, when you close your eyes, you don't see uh, anything at all. Um, I say that was true for 30, 32 years of my life uh, because I went to a Living Three thing a couple of years ago and I told somebody this. And it's always dangerous to tell people who are into healing ministries about things that are wrong with you because uh, they said, let me pray for it. And in that moment, uh, I suddenly, for the first time, saw a picture in my mind. And ever since then, God has consistently used pictures uh, to speak to me, uh, both for myself and for other people. Uh, Sometimes we won't know uh, what the picture is about, uh, particularly when it's for other people. God will often use pictures to unlock things for other people that they will know uh, what it's about, but we won't. Um, And so, yeah, just a picture may well be sort of a way way in which God um, speaks to us. Sometimes we might feel it. Often this is the case if in, in, in healing ministry. Um, uh, I've only had this experience once, uh, but I was when we were praying before the service, suddenly my knee really hurt. I've never had knee problems before. I've never had knee problems since. But just as we were praying, my knee really hurt. And it was for someone there who God wanted us to pray for their knee. And um, that can occasionally happen, often happen for some people. Um, 
I would say more often we hear uh, the voice of God. Um, I'm aware that some of these stories you may have heard when you've heard me preach before, so forgive me. Um, um, so forgive me if you've heard them before. Um, but um, we can hear God speak to us in two ways. Um, firstly, audibly. I would say this is rare. I've had it happen to me on one occasion in my life. Um, some of you will know this story. I had spent a long time uh, away from church and from God. I decided something was missing in my life, and I went to try and find a church to go to. Found two locally, one with a service at half ten, one with one at eleven. Went to the half ten. There was a big sign on the door saying, sorry, church closed, no service today. So I'm fair enough. I went to the church at eleven, and uh, there was a very harassed-looking warden who said, I'm sorry, the vicar's ill. There's no service. You can come in and pray if you want, but I'm going home. Um, and I went, well, fair enough. That's fine. Uh, and so I went home, and I had a bath, because uh, I often have baths on Sunday afternoons, and, um, and I was alone in the house, and I heard the words, nevertheless, you will go to church today. Um, and as I say those words to you, I had hairs on the back of my neck stand up, because I know it was the voice of God. It's the one and only occasion that I've heard the audible voice of God, and I am rare. Um, if, uh, I, if I were to get you to close your eyes and put your hands up, I would imagine three or four of you will have heard the voice of God, but the majority won't. In that audible way. More often when we hear God speak, it's, it's through our thoughts uh, that he speaks to us. I often talk about it in terms of it's thoughts that you wouldn't necessarily think you would have. Um, that's an often a good way of understanding that. We'll come back to how we discern between God's voice and our own voice and potentially the work of the evil one uh, towards the end. But God will often speak to us uh, through our thoughts. Sometimes God uh, will speak to us by us just knowing uh, something. Um, I apologize that this is a bad joke uh, coming up. I'm just pre-warning you of that. Um, uh, on the 8th of uh, August 2011, I was working in the church office in Christchurch in Clifton and the doorbell rang and I opened the door and the most beautiful woman I have ever seen in my life uh, was stood before me and in my heart I knew this was the person I was going to marry. But I never saw her again, so I married Jess. No, that's not true. <laughs> I did warn you the bad joke. No, it was, of course, Jess. And um, who is I am married to. I knew the moment I opened the door to her that I was going to marry her. To the point where I walked away from her and then went back. And again, God spoke to me. I knew, we talk about knowing your knower. You just know something um, in your knower. God can often speak to us uh, through that. And sometimes we can speak out uh, the words of God uh, without even realizing that we're doing it. I went, we have to go, when you're training to be an ordained uh, person, uh, before they let you loose, they make you go to what's called a bishop's advisory panel, uh, which is a little bit like the second to last week on The Apprentice with all of the interviews, if you've ever seen that, with people like Claude, um, who interview you in the most horrific uh, of ways. And uh, I had one of these interviews, and the interviewer said, Adam, your paperwork speaks of someone that has a fantastic theology of suffering. I would love to hear it. Now, I knew my paperwork really well, and my paperwork did not say I have a theology of suffering, whether good or bad. Um, he had made a mistake. But what you don't say in that incident is, actually, sorry, you've got that wrong. That's someone else. I don't have one, sorry. Um, and so I prayed, and I went, Lord, help. And whatever came out of my mouth was fantastic. I can't tell you what it was. It was a great theology of suffering. It was God's theology of suffering. It was not me. It was not from me. It was from God without question. Sometimes we speak uh, the words of God without realizing. 
I want to have a quick word about riddles. Um, It's in fact this passage that we're going to look at, not the King's one, uh, in a couple of weeks' time. Ignore what I said before. Uh, But this passage uh, from Numbers, God says, uh, this is God speaking. When when there is a... Try that sentence again. When there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, reveal myself to them in visions. I speak to them in dreams. But this is not true of my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. When I speak face to face, clearly with him. (laughs) Try that again. See, the Lord said it much better than I did. With him, I speak face to face, clearly and not in riddles. He sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? We'll come back to why they were not afraid uh, in a couple of weeks' time. But I think what we can take from that is that unless you are Moses, God will sometimes speak to us in riddles, often softly. Often he will reveal things to us that we don't quite understand. Why does he do this? Um, I'm fairly convinced that he does this because it encourages relationship with him. If I wake up on a, on a morning and I say, Lord, please download to me the instructions for the day uh, and tell me where I need to go at what time, I become his servant and not his friend, and I don't need to engage in a relationship with him. Um, in order to, to engage with him, he, that God often speaks to us, I think, in riddles. Not always, but sometimes. Sometimes we only see part of the picture. Again, that famous verse from uh, 1 Corinthians, now we, only, now we only see in part, then we shall know fully, as we are fully known. Um, this happened with Jess and I in our placement here. Again, some of you will know this, uh, but um, four years ago now, four and a half years ago now, Jess and I were um, praying about what God, where we were going to be called to next, and we very heard, clearly heard the Lord say, you won't be in Bristol. Uh, That was very helpful to us uh, because it told us one place in the entire country we wouldn't be. Um, For a whole year, the only thing we knew was that we wouldn't be in Bristol. Uh, It is true, we were not in Bristol at the end of uh, for Curacy. We are here in Amidon Spa, in case you haven't noticed. Um, But for a whole year, we, um, we only knew that. Why, again? Well, it encouraged an awful lot of trust uh, between Jess and I and God in knowing that he had a plan for us, but that we at that time in our lives we didn't need to know what was next uh, and where we were going to uh, next. Now prophecy often begins uh, with revelation, but it does go on. Sometimes we need to say to the Lord, Lord, what do you mean by this revelation? What do you mean uh, by this And we also need to think very carefully about application. We often get into trouble. The church has often got into the trouble, particularly the charismatic church, has often got into trouble by not being careful um, about how God expects us to apply a prophetic word in our lives. And to do that, we can apply some very simple tests to things that we hear from the Lord. If someone comes to Jonathan or I uh, with something they hear is from the Lord, these are the tests that we will put it through. It's not rocket science. Uh, it's from Scripture. The very first thing that we do is, does this thing that we are hearing from the Lord contradict the Bible? Because the now word of God can never contradict the always word of God. And so if something is said to us or we think something that's from God, if it contradicts the Bible, we won't share it. We won't give it to somebody um, in case it isn't from God. That's the very first test that we will give it. 
Uh, we said earlier on uh, page two that the purpose of the prophetic was to strengthen, to encourage, and to comfort. And so the second test we will give is, does this thing strengthen, encourage, or comfort? Now, that doesn't mean that God doesn't challenge through the prophetic, because often he does. In my experience, God has challenged through pictures rather than through specific uh, revelation. Because actually a picture for me will make no sense at all, but for someone else will unlock something uh, for them that they they need to uh, think about. So we will often say, does this thing strengthen, encourage, or comfort? And the third test that we have is to let it settle. Uh, this is, um, we just, which we don't often do in services because we don't have the time. Uh, but actually, if you think God is saying something to you, and particularly if it's a big thing, um, give it time and pray into it over, uh, over time. I had an experience about, uh, about three months ago where I sensed God say something to me on a Tuesday morning. And I had a meeting with uh, a couple of people on Tuesday lunchtime um, about that thing. Um, And I shared the thing that I thought God was saying to me. And as the week went by, that didn't settle. The thing I'd shared with them didn't settle at all. And so in the end, I went back to them and I said, actually, you need to know that whilst I shared this thing that I thought God was saying, I'm not sure it was God. It didn't settle with me at all. And they both said independently, um, actually, we didn't settle with us either. I don't think that was right. I agree with you. It wasn't from God. Um, And so the other test we can do is we can take it to other people and ask them to pray uh, and to discern with other people, to weigh it with us. Now, I've said that this evening is very much about our relationship with God and us hearing uh, from God. But I do want to share just a moment of warning or or concern or, or, or thought, perhaps, on when we share prophecy with other people, particularly if we hear something and we think it's for someone else. I've written here, never say, thus says the Lord. Um, and I say this because it reminds me of my most favorite uh, story um, of a lady in a church, you may have heard this, who um, during the worship service stood up and said, thus says the Lord, just as Moses led the animals out of the ark, I will lead you out of this church. And then sat down, and everybody went, Moses? I'm sure it was Moses, was it? Was it not Noah? And about two minutes later, she stood up again and went, Thus says the Lord, I was mistaken, it was Noah and not Moses. (laughs) Now, I like that story for two reasons. Uh, One, because it's just funny. Um, The second reason, actually, is because it speaks into why we don't say, Thus says the Lord. What I expect potentially happened in that case is that she saw a picture of the church being led out by Noah from um, from an ark. The picture itself could well have spoken to that church congregation, but because A, she said, Thus says the Lord, and B, she got a bit of the, the name wrong. All credibility with that picture was lost. All sense of, of, of worth of that picture uh, was lost. And so we do really uh, need to be careful when we share it with others. Let's begin by saying, I may be wrong. This is for you to weigh, uh, but this is something I sense the Lord saying to me uh, for you today. How do we grow in the prophetic? Well, um, it's fairly easy. We need to practice. Uh, We need to stop and we need to listen. And if we're not hearing God speak to us, um, or even if we are, we need to stop more and we need to listen more and ask him to speak more into our lives. There are various things that will stop us from hearing God speak to us. There are various what we call strongholds. Jonathan will talk about strongholds in more detail uh, next week. 
but particularly unbelief will stop us from hearing God speak to us. If we don't believe that God has anything worthwhile to say to us or that we can hear God speak to us, it's unlikely that we will. Fear will get in the way. If we're worried that we're going to get it wrong or worried what other people will think of us, that will get in the way of us hearing God speak. Insignificance will get in the way if we don't think we're worthy of hearing God speak to us or that we'll be taken seriously. Pride, on the opposite of that, will also get in the way. If we think that we hear God better than anyone else and we always hear God with a crystal crystal clear, um, like the end of the white telephone, that will get in the way of us as well. Um, And so before we come to God to pray, we should ask him to reveal to us uh, what's going on in our own lives, what we need to be cautious uh, of, things in our own heart that we need to deal with. Um, Just a word about... um, uh, I've written here a word about binding and loosing. We talked a couple of weeks ago about um, uh, the two realms and the fact that we live in this uh, this war, this world of warfare in the spiritual uh, realms. It says in 1 Peter, be alert and sober of mind for the enemy or devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. Um, it may be that when we, when we hear uh, the God speak particularly, um, it may be that it might be the evil one trying to deceive us. Maybe one will seek to deceive us, which is why we have to be really careful to test prophecy against these tests. Um, Now, we don't need to fear that. Jesus says in Matthew's gospel that whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. What he's talking about there is the work in 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 the spiritual realms. We can bind up the work of the evil one. And so if we um, stop and we listen, and the first thing we hear is, you're rubbish, you're not going to be able to do this. God doesn't speak to you. That isn't going to be God. That is either our own thoughts or potentially the work of the evil one in our minds. And we can bind up those things in the spiritual realms. I've given a simple prayer here that I use. I say, Lord, I thank you that you speak to your children and that you long for me to hear you more clearly. I bind in the name of Jesus any work of the evil one and anything of the flesh which will come in the way of me hearing your flesh. And I ask, Lord, would you speak for your servant is listening? We looked at this verse before, this verse from Luke 10. Jesus says, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the powers of the enemy and nothing will harm you. This is a promise of God. Nothing will harm us. We have authority. Again, we'll look at that in more detail in a couple of weeks' time. But it's important for us to pray and that's a prayer I often use. You don't need to, it's not a, it's not a um, formulaic thing. You don't have to use it in those terms at all, but it may be helpful uh, to you to do so. Um, I've got some group work there for us to go through, uh, but I've got an exercise that I'd like us to do uh, before then. Um, when we did this last time, I did it slightly differently. So if you were here last time, don't worry, I'm not quite going to do it the same way. Um, I've said that today is all about hearing God speak to us. Um, and it may be that some of you are sat there thinking to yourself, I don't think I ever have. Um, on the very back of your worksheet, page six, you will have uh, 10 scriptures, if you find those. Uh, this is the always 
word of God. All these are from the Bible. These are all the always word of God. These are all true of each and every one of us. But what we can do is we can ask God to speak to us specifically through one or another of these particular verses. And that's what we're going to do uh, in a moment's time. What I want you to do is I will pray and I want you to pray with me and then I'll give us a few minutes of silence. And I firstly want you to ask God to to speak through one of these and then ask him what it is about that verse that's particularly speaking to you uh, today. Now, um, I'm going to pick on Millie. I hope that's all right, Millie. Um, I, what all that's going to happen, I'm just going to explain, I'm going to pretend that I'm going to do this for Millie now. Well, I'm not going to pretend, I am going to do this for Millie. So I will give you an example. So I'm going to pray, if you'll pray with me. Lord, I thank you that you do speak for your children and you long for me to hear you more clearly. I bind in the name of Jesus any work of the evil one and anything of the flesh that will come in the way of your hearing of voice. I ask, Lord, that you would now give me one of these verses for Millie And I say, Lord, would you speak for your servant is listening. Okay, that didn't take particularly long uh, uh, for me. Um, And God did just give me a verse then for Millie. I'm not going to give that to her until after she's done the exercise, uh, but I will give it to her. I hope that was all right, Millie. Um, I didn't ask her permission before. Um, But that's all you're going to do. Now, there could be one of two things that just happened. Either God spoke to me about a particular verse on this list, um, and it's for Millie today. Uh, It may be that he speaks to her about the same one. Or, by accident, I just looked at one um, and it was was just happens to be a verse. It doesn't matter with these because all of these are true about Millie. If I gave any one of these ten, it would be true. It would be a promise that is true about Millie. Um, I hope that's all right for me to keep using you. Sorry, Millie. (laughs) Um, All of these are true about each and every one of us. And so if you look at these and go, I really don't think God is speaking to me through any of them, pick one, it doesn't matter which one, and say, God, would you speak through this particular one and would you talk to me about it and have thought, just have some time just to think about that. Okay? All clear about what you need to do? You don't need to talk to anybody. You can just sit in the silence uh, and do this on your own. So let me pray. And if you will pray with me with this list. Gracious Lord, I thank you that you love your children, that you long to speak to them. I I thank you that you long to speak to each and every one of us. We bind up any work of the evil one and anything of the flesh that comes in the way of us hearing your voice clearly. And we ask, Lord, that you would fall afresh in this place and that you would speak to us afresh. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Have a couple of minutes of silence. Mm -hmm. 